surging heavyweight prospect Chris Dawkins. What's going on, Chris? Uh, how's life right now for you? Uh, life's going good for the most part. Uh, you know, obviously besides the whole COVID-19 thing, everything else is going good in personal life. So Martinez BJJ, that's where I want to start first is, uh, is that the place where you got your start as a, as a fighter? Uh, no, the place I actually got my start from was a gym before that, uh, that Will Martinez, my head coach is, he was actually training out of, uh, right out of college. I went there, uh, was training with him, my brother, and then his brother, Jesus Martinez, uh, some little things happened in the gym. They ended up leaving, going, starting their own place. And I've pretty much been with them for the past close to nine to 10 years now. In college, were you training at all or did it just start after you, you got out of university? No. Yeah. I, I was, I didn't finish university. I, I was kind of, you know, just biding my time. Um, on my way to college, I would drive past this MMA gym. Finally, I got done with college, and I said, "You know what? Let me try the let me try an MMA gym." Walked in with my, you know, sprawl shorts on. The the gym owner was like, oh, I guess you're ready to go." Then I said, "Yeah, whenever you're ready, I'm ready." <laughs> ready to sprawl, huh? <laughs> ready to sprawl. That's it. <laughs> well, you know, you made the transition over to Martinez BJJ. That's your home now. Um, how has it been over the last ten years working with them? Uh, it's it's been a blessing. I mean, they both have fought for the bigger organizations. Will Martinez was in the uh, Bellator uh, tournament, so we were training with him while he was going through that. So it just showed us what, you know, a, a guy from Philly can actually do if he sets out his mind to do something. So he's he's really, you know, like the the guiding light for everyone in the gym, and it's it's worked out great. I mean, I couldn't ask for a better spot. If you look at your resume, it shows that you do have ridiculously heavy hands. Do you who do you work with for your striking? Is this still with Bang Muay Thai? Uh, we we actually recently got rid of the Bang Muay Thai, mm. but before that we were doing that. Uh, the Bang Muay Thai it was strictly Will Martinez, Jesus Martinez, mm. and my brother. It was it was just like a little tight knit group. I never really had a boxing coach, never really had a you know kickboxing coach or anything like that. I mean Philadelphia is full of boxing gyms. We would go to boxing gyms here and there. That's actually where I first started was actually at a boxing gym. Me and my brother started there, but then we decided to, to do jump in the martial arts. And then, yeah, it, it's been, it's pretty much been us four and that's pretty much it. Have you ever thought like in the beginning, maybe I should box, maybe I should focus on this. Cause there's a lot of guys that kind of go back yeah. and forth with it in the start at the start. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I was even boxing. Like we started boxing. I think I was like a freshman in high in, in my high school. We started boxing then, but then we kind of fell off. We were doing, you know, high school sports that kind of took the, a seat to the to the back end. But then even now, people I work with, some of, you know, they were professional boxers. They were like, hey, listen, you probably should leave martial arts and go towards the boxing end things. And I'm just too in love with MMA to be thinking about skipping the boxing. Maybe maybe at a later time, but as of right now, it's strictly MMA. No, no uh, bare knuckle boxing in your future. <laughs> no, no, no. No, I'm I'm too pretty for that, but no, no, yeah. definitely not. Yeah, some of those uh, some of those fights have been pretty uh, <laughs> they've been pretty bad, pretty bad. But yeah. hey, they're entertaining to watch. They're making a killing, and people want to watch them. By all means, keep sending them. Keep you know, keep putting them on. People love them. You are part of the police force. How has working been due to the pandemic? Um, it's it's pretty much been the same. I mean. 
we take uh, extra precautions and then, you know, certain uh, things are in place. So like, say you needed, say one saw, say someone stole your car. When you call 911, you say, Hey, can I make a police report for, you know, my car being stolen? They would then in turn ask you all the pertinent information for your car. But then they would also ask you if you're showing any kind of signs or symptoms of having COVID-19. And then that would, you know, um, dictate on how I respond. And if I can't handle it, then I would have to call someone in who is specialized in handling it. But as far as uh, day-to-day operations, it's been, it's been okay. I mean, we wear PPEs, but you know, it, it's a part of life now, I guess. So I guess we'll see how it goes. Any uh, weird calls because of the COVID-19? There must be people calling with some odd requests. It's, yeah, I mean, uh, if you knew where I work, I, I work in North Philadelphia. It's kind of like right near uh, Temple University Hospital. Uh, that place is uh, it's a great place to work because you get a wide variety of calls to everything. But um, no, I mean, everybody's, you know, everyone understands the, the severity of, of everything that's going on. So I think people are kind of, you know, being smart. They're not calling 911 for stupid things, you know, like people holding parking spots with uh, cones or anything like that. So it's it's been really good. I would figure like people would be calling to snitch on their neighbor. Like my neighbor, well, that, he was yeah, coughing on me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. People have, believe it or not, some people have been doing that, but it's few and far between. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, and we'll see how it, it plays out in the near future. I hear that people are going to be, well, that the uh, mayors and everything are going to be starting up a, uh, like a cell phone line. You could take pictures of people gathering and if you have any tips. So we'll see how that goes. With, with the training, and the working and all of that has it has it been affected? I'm pretty sure the working hasn't been affected, but the training. What are you doing with that? Working has yeah, working has has not really been affected. Uh, training obviously, uh, everything is shut down. Um, I've seriously just I've been running a lot. I actually uh, I have a stationary bike in my house. I've been putting in miles on that, and then uh, every once in a while, you know, my brother will go. He comes over all the time we're pretty much the only people that we interact with outside of our homes and uh, do pad work, you know, whatever, roll around a little bit, but it's, it's, it's nothing like the gym. So, you know, you need those hard rounds, those hard wrestling rounds, especially if, you know, with, with everything going on with the UFC, if, if you get a short notice call there, cause they're going to be putting on a lot of shows. You have to have those rounds in, but uh, right now we're just doing as best as we can. So we'll see what happens. Running outside, hitting the pavement. Has that something, something you've been doing before or did you just start doing it now because of the limitations? I just started for fight camps. I would run, but for fight camps, it was more. So I would do a, uh, like a sprint timeline. So like seven weeks out, eight weeks out, I would start at, you know, a certain sprint that I would do, you know, a couple four hundreds, maybe a couple three hundreds and then taper it down as the fight camp goes on. But now that I don't have anything going on now, I'm putting in miles. So, you know, I'm putting three miles here, five miles there, whatever I can do. Whenever I have time, because, you know, between working and the family time. So it's as best as I can do with what I have. The road work, I feel like, is the, the worst part of yeah. any training, yeah. right? <laughs> it's like yeah. you're just Especially fighting yourself. I, I hate running. I, I hate running. But, you know, it's it's something that I'm actually starting to like. So I'm, I'm actually excited to see that when I get into a full camp and when everything starts going back, we'll see how that translates to the cage. Early 2019, you know, you challenged for the, the heavyweight title for Cage Fury. You know, it came up short. And then you came back yep. five months later and got a first-round finish. When you entered that fight, what you know, what was the mentality like for you? The 
coming back off of that loss, I mean, it was, it was kind of, I was up in the air. Like I was, you know, I was nervous going in there, but it was something like I knew I had to do. Like if this is, this is what I want to do. I, I have to get back in there. But I had this odd, weird feeling in the back. I was, it was right before we went out. I was just super calm. I was fully accepting of, of absolutely everything that that's going to happen. I knew I put in the, the correct amount of work for that camp, for that fight. And I was, I was, I felt free. It was, it's, it's weird to explain. I, I wasn't anxious. I wasn't nervous about anything. I was, I was accepting of everything and I couldn't have been happier with, with how the fight ended. Oh, definitely, definitely, man. Has it been the first time where you felt that way entering a fight? Uh, yeah. Like normally you have, you know, jitters that you're mm -hmm. saying, you know, you're questioning yourself. Like, did I do enough to, you know, should I have done this? Should I have done that? But, you know, I'm in the back. It's my brother, Will Martinez and Steve Hague, the corner man. Everyone's looking around and I'm, I'm calm. I'm cool. I'm collected. I'm, I'm precise in, in everything. I know what I'm going to do. And I, that was the first time that I, I've been like that. And, and it was awesome. It was awesome. Oh uh, yeah. You did perform very well in that fight. Uh, but after that fight, while you're still in the cage, I believe CM Punk was, I, I don't know, something yeah. happened, right? Was, did you, did you know that was strange. going on? Uh, I didn't know it was going on at the time, but then like afterwards, I kind of seen it, what was happening. It was one of the guy's fans was coming up behind him and screaming into the microphone. And there was a whole big thing. Everyone was booing me. I was getting, I was getting beers thrown at me. Like people were literally stopping me on my way back to get interviewed by Jessica Penney. And they're like yelling at my face, like you suck and other obscenities and like that. So I, I had to take off running, but it was insane. That whole crowd was very hostile. And that was the whole thing with me bowing. Like everyone was all upset. I'm not like that at all, but if you're going to like do that, I'll, I'll play the part. So that's, that's pretty much what that was about. Yeah. Yeah. That was a uh, very, very odd, you know? Um, yeah. Unruly crowds, man. It, it's just part of the sport. <laughs> I love them. It's part of the sport, you know? <laughs> well, you know, what's the plan for you? You know, are you, do you want to go and uh, fight again for cage fear? Cause you did have a fight lined up that was canceled or is the contender yes. series more of what you're looking for in the future? Right now. Um, I feel like I can compete on the contender series. I feel like I can compete in the UFC or one or Ryzen or Bellator or any of them. Um, as of right now, I'm competing for CFFC. Uh, whenever they get their shows back up again, I will be the first one calling Rob Hadek, calling Arius, letting them know that I'm ready to go. Um, but if I get another call in the meantime, by all means, I'll, I'll, I'll take it, especially if it's the UFC or the contender series. And they understand that. And we have a very good working relationship. But right now, would it be nice to, to get that CFFC belt and join my brother as a champion? Absolutely. But if I'm getting a call for the contender series, I'm taking it. So as long as you're moving forward, then that's what it's about. Pretty much. You can't you can't stay stay stagnant in this sport if you're, you know, you're beating up the same old guys that, you know, you know that everybody's giving you. They, you have to grow as a martial artist. And the only way to grow is just to keep going forward. So I'm ready to go whenever anyone else is you know ready and willing to go another guy that was in the in your position right now but he was signed recently was uh ike villanueva and uh i see that as a good sign for someone like you because he's a guy that you know has never competed for the ufc and he was talked about going to the contender series and he just got a contract yeah. instantly so do, do you look at that and say okay hey, uh there's there's a, the opportunity there just just the yeah, opening yeah. needs to be there 
yeah, it's it's definitely it. MMA is becoming more of a game of opportunity. So if there's a short notice call or there's a short notice pullout for an injury or wherever in, you know, especially in the UFC, if you're a local guy to the event and you have all your medicals done and you're ready to go and people know who you are, they will call you. And that's, you know, before people was like, oh, you have to have these amazing records or, you know, start leaning to you're not getting a call unless you're in the contender series. But now it's starting to lean into the fact where, you know, if they're putting on so many shows now, that if people get hurt, they're looking for short-term re- replacements, and who doesn't want to step up and fight in the UFC? You know, I'll, I'll do it on two days' notice, three days' notice, as long as I can get off work, I'm I'm set. You you seen uh Stipe Miocic? He can't, comes out and he says, "I'm not fighting." You know, I can't even train. You know, and I'm a on top of that, I'm a firefighter. I'm a first responder. So, you know, you being a police officer, would you ever consider putting? being a police officer to the side and focus on fighting full time, or is it just something that's part of your life and you'll always be doing it? It's, it's a part of my life, but like I told other people, it, this being a full time mm-hmm. mixed martial artist, a full time fighter is what I want to do. Yeah. I'm a police officer first right now. And that takes precedence. But if the opportunity came mm-hmm. and they were like, Hey, do you want to be a police officer for the rest of your life? Or do you want to be signed by the UFC and you have a contract and you can fight? I will, by all means, leave the police department and go and focus on fighting. Because I, you, in the UFC, the level of competition, it's it's the best in the world. And you have to be that way. You can't be a, a, a full-time you know, police officer and then a half-time fighter. It, it, it has to be completely all in. And that's the only way to do it. Can you always go back to being a police officer? Is that a job that you can just stop and then continue later on? As long as as long as you stay up on all of your, you know, your certificates, your certifications, everything like that, there is a timeline to where you can come back. So yeah, if if the UFC calls, you know, I take a year or two off. As long as I stay up on, you know, my certifications and everything like that, I can go back to the, being a, a police officer. There has been a a huge influx of heavyweight recently in the UFC the last year or so and you've seen guys wash out real quick you know and do you Mm -hmm. look at that and say okay I gotta if I do you know get in there and compete I can't make those mistakes I can't go in there and do what this fighter did and and get cut so fast yeah that's it's and that's just a part of the sport not not so much with the heavyweights but just with all divisions like Mm -hmm. everyone is striving for the UFC everyone wants to be there and they can kind of, you know, handpick who they want. And as, you know, they should. They're an organization. It's a business. They're allowed to do that. So me as a fighter, I have to sell myself to make sure that they cannot cut me. It would cost them money to cut me as, you know, as opposed to keeping me. Like I'm bringing in the company. I'm creating revenue for the company. And that's a good thing. And, you know, that's what you strive to be as a fighter. You have to sell yourself. So hopefully um, it doesn't end like that for me. Prize fighter, man, you gotta you gotta That's do it. what you gotta do and you make yourself you valuable. Do. I yeah. think it's in any job, right? You gotta make yourself yeah. more valuable than the next exactly. guy. Exactly, exactly. All right, Chris, man, appreciate the time. Uh, good luck on, on the you. training and and the running and all that and staying ready. And hopefully they do call you, man. I see that the hopefully. heavyweight division is always in need of another always. guy to come in and bang and, and and perform. That's it. I'm ready to go. So hey, if anyone wants to give me a call, let me know.